On Friday, tomorrow, of course, and it will be a hero's breakfast. We always do a Friday road show at Scramblers, which is sponsored by Affordable Towing. And then every so often, some of our partners all chip in with Scramblers to buy breakfast for veterans. And that uh, that special day is tomorrow. We call it Hero's Breakfast. So Scramblers and Delta Roofing, Serenity Honors, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Electrical, Plum. Plumbing and electrical uh, are all chipping in to buy you breakfast if you're a veteran as we broadcast live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. So swing on by. Uh, Scramblers is on Republic and National. It's Thursday. We have Author of the Week, sponsored by ABC Books on North Glenstone, and Christy Fulnecki will be joining us. There was a, a an item that hit uh, some of the news. Uh, it was one day this week, and it was about a Christian group that was denied service because of their beliefs at a restaurant. Two servers in particular refused to serve them because they did not agree with their their beliefs as Christians. This, of course, is just a perfect illustration of the left and how they lie about wanting equality, how they lie about wanting to live in a world where people aren't allowed to discriminate and they will take some guy who is a baker um, but does not provide services for ceremonies or events that are a violation of his Christian beliefs and they will destroy that individual uh, all under the guise of demanding that you cannot discriminate in the United States. But they have no problem doing it at all. Because it's not about crafting a world or believing in a world where people can't discriminate. It is about crafting a world in which they get to discriminate. They choose whom amongst us is lower class in this caste system, this new social caste system that they are crafting. And if you are a person of faith, specifically a Christian, you are at the bottom of that social caste system. So... Uh, they not only have no problem kicking you from a public place because of your Christian beliefs, they brag about it. I mean, that's how it made news. They went on TikTok bragging, look at us. We stuck it to those Christians by refusing to serve them. We proudly discriminate against people of faith. The the There was another instance recently, Mertzger Bar and Butchery, in Richmond, and, and they canceled a reservation for an organization after they found out that they were a Christian organization. So this isn't a one-off situation. This isn't the sort of thing that uh, pops up and then the left goes, no, no, that's not what we're about. They brag about it. They lead with it. They embrace it. A, a, I suppose, spokesperson of sorts for that organization 
that was refused service, they were discriminated against because of their Christian beliefs, has written an open letter about why they're not going to sue. And I thought it was a very interesting perspective, and I wanted to share it with you because there, and I think reasonable people can see this in a couple of different ways. One is that organizations like this need to sue, if not for themselves, but for others, for other Christians that the left want to discriminate against. And and if we're going to have uh, a world in which you are allowed to discriminate, you know, or or rather a world in which you are going to say certain people can't discriminate against other certain people, then we need to have that across the board. So if you're a Christian and you can't discriminate against uh, individuals that are a violation or activities that are a violation of your belief, uh, you know, then people who are of the left and want to discriminate against Christians, they shouldn't be able to do it either. And then there's this other perspective, and I want to share that because I thought it was pretty interesting um, uh, and, and in a lot of ways a spot-on perspective. So we'll have that coming up here in just a couple of moments. We are streaming live. Facebook 1041 Nick Reed. Jason Ryman now with news. The Branson Police Chief and a Branson Police Sergeant resigning as part of an internal investigation. Matt Moyer has more. Jeff Matthews had been the police chief since 2018. Matthews and Sergeant Pat Gray had been on administrative leave since since October as part of the internal investigation. The city says it won't comment on their resignations. The city says it plans to introduce the new police chief later today. St. Louis officials have chosen the Wilmington, Delaware police chief to lead its department. Mayor Tashara Jones announcing that Robert Tracy has been chosen as the next St. Louis Police Department police chief. Before being named Wilmington police chief, he worked in the New York City and Chicago departments. Jones says that Tracy has a track record of reducing violent crime. St. Louis has one of the highest homicide rates in the country. Railroad workers fed up with their demanding work schedules and disappointed in the contract they received aired their frustrations this week at rallies across the country. Workers gathered in Washington, D.C. and nearly a dozen other locations to emphasize their quality of life concerns and fight for paid sick leave. Thousands of engineers voted to oust their longtime union president. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk, 104.1. First alert forecast, mostly cloudy, a high of 38 today. Clouds tonight, 25 for low. Sunny, 35 Friday, Saturday. Sunshine with a high of 35. Santa's Angels update. Mm, yes, today is the You got final... a muffin in your mouth. Yes, I do. It's fine. Um, Those are leftover from yesterday. That's, really that's what good. we are. We don't care. No shame. They're really, really good. I'm, uh, that, I'm not ashamed at all. That was in the yesterday, our, our sales department, they have these meetings they get together. And I, I like to step in every once in a while and just, you know, hey, here's what's going on and see what they've got going on, answer any any questions. I like to work very closely with them. And they have this box, and it was about half filled at the time, of these massive, they were Otis Spunkmeyer-sized muffins, but they weren't Otis Spunkmeyer, and they looked like red velvet. And, and I, I just kept thinking... When is somebody going to offer me one? Never happened. <laughs> well, go get you Never one. Never happened. I ate two donuts out of that box already. Oh, okay. Okay, you left that out. Yeah. On purpose. Well, you know, just I'm, I don't have any shame. Well, the muffins are really good. Okay, Santa's Angels update. Today is the final day that we can get gifts back here in the office. Great Circle will be picking up all of the gifts to make sure that they get to where they need to go now, can, by can Christmas. Can I just interject here? Sure. Because I tend to do that. Is it about muffins? I, no, I. 
Did did we one day say Friday was the deadline? No. Or is it okay? No. Okay. I just wanted to make sure for some reason on my head we and if people were confused or got it. Okay, so today. Nope. And it says right. on the uh, the back of the little ornaments as well. Thursday, December fifteenth, which is today. So we currently are needing nineteen gifts back here at the office. We've gotten all the rest of them in. So if you do have a Santa's angel ornament, the little paper ornaments with the angels or the soldiers, please make sure to get those gifts back here to the studio. Now we are open eight AM to five PM today. We are located at twenty three thirty West Grand Street. We ask that you keep the gifts unwrapped and bring the receipt if you can. Uh, the best way to find our location if you've never been to the KSGF studio, is whenever you get to Kansas and Grand, get on Grand and look for the radio tower. We have a radio tower in our backyard. We're also right down the road from Knights of Columbus and City Utilities. Uh, But if you have one of those ornaments, we do have our address on there as well. So maybe if you're driving right now or you simply forget, it's going to be on the back of that ornament. Plus, we have all of the information or frequently asked questions that you may have, like, uh, do I need to wrap the gifts? Do I have to have the receipt? Uh, What were your times again? All of that's going to be at ksgf.com under the Santa's Angels tab. All right, uh, let's get a traffic update. I want to share this piece uh, from um, this Christian organization that was um, booted out of the Metzger Bar and Butchery uh, because of bigotry. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. All right, I want to read this op ed piece, and I thought it was very insightful. Ever since Metzger Bar and Butchery in Richmond, this is Virginia, canceled our organization's reservation an hour and a half before our guests would have arrived for dessert, we've received widespread support from Americans who don't want to dine where a religious or political litmus test is applied at the door. For those unfamiliar with the disturbing incident, our organization was denied access to the restaurant because the wait staff refused to serve us on account of beliefs. When wait staff at any restaurant prejudice or prejudge people that they've never even met, based entirely on the faith-based values of those people, it is unsettling. For many conservative Christians, the hatred and intolerance echoes experience they know all too well. They are tired of being the subject of irrational fears and hatred by the woke elites, who want them shut out of the public square and the marketplace. Many people have strongly urged us to take the matter to court. As an organization with a legal arm, the Founding Freedoms Law Center, a lawsuit or prosecution request seems like an obvious next step. Every day, our attorneys are working on legal actions in situations where people of faith including doctors and teachers, have lost jobs or had other serious consequences occur as a direct result of their religion. When employers trample on the fundamental religious freedom of their employees, we allow legal judgments to remind them of the Constitution and civil rights. Metzger's waitstaff was wrong, and its owners should have seized the opportunity to educate their team about customer service despite differences, rather than yielding to prejudice. 
Although our guests, and I could have taken great offense at being denied service and labeled unsafe simply for sitting down to eat, the very faith that the waitstaff finds so threatening teaches us to turn the other cheek. We simply and graciously found another restaurant without making a scene or demanding that they serve us. Moreover, unlike many in the LGBT community, we do not believe it is always necessary or desirable to weaponize government against those who deny us services because they disagree with our beliefs. This was just Colorado, where multiple bakeries exist. Jack Phillips will bake for anyone any cake he or she wishes except the ones that violate his faith. His customers include those who are LGBT. He simply won't bake to celebrate a same-sex wedding. The free market is the solution, not the government. When prohibited discrimination causes people harm, which can be made right by the justice system, a legal path can be a worthy solution. Yet even if a win in court here could satisfy the hurt felt by the ill treatment of many people of faith, such a path is not our definition of living at peace with everyone as far as it concerns us. As Metzger is far from the only restaurant in Richmond, we were able to redirect our guests elsewhere. In this instance, Metzger has been tried in the court of public opinion. The lesson for other businesses could not be more clear. Discriminate against people of faith and find yourself shamed on the national stage. It is not a recipe for success, and Metzger needs to learn that. Some say if Jack won't bake the cake, he should get out of the kitchen. Would they say that about Metzger? I have news for everyone. Principled Christians populate every career. And they aren't going to be chased away by the intolerance of others, nor would you like a world without their influence. Pro-life doctors should not have to leave the medical field because they believe human life in the womb should be protected, not purged. Catholic adoption agencies should not have to shut down because they believe it's optimal to give a child a mom and a dad. Christian psychologists should not be forced to push children with gender confusion towards hormones and amputations when they know counseling could heal. A pluralistic society must have room for all viewpoints. Those who shout tolerance the loudest need to practice it. Even against those they deem the most unworthy, I contend that their tolerance of people of faith might not be as difficult as they think once they engage with Christians. The very faith that the waitstaff finds threatening is the faith that compels us to treat that waitstaff with charity and love. Our law center will continue to litigate on behalf of others free of charge when the injury is great and the marketplace does not ensure an adequate, adequate remedy. But not today, not against Metzger. Now, it seems to, to me there's a, a bit of a dividing line in terms of, if you want to call it legally speaking, damages. And noting that when you have somebody who loses their job, when you have somebody that their livelihood is on the line and they are being told, you will either violate your religious beliefs or we will destroy you, we will take everything from you, that is an area where they, they definitely say, we step in and we protect people. But for them personally, in a situation where it's just easy to, all right, fine, you want to be a bigot? 
You want to expose your bigotry because you claim that we're bigots, that we are the ones that create an unsafe environment. We'll just go elsewhere. No big deal. We can get cheesecake somewhere else. We can get dessert elsewhere. No big deal. Your loss, not ours. And some people will see that as part of the problem because it allows the left to craft a hostile environment against those with whom they don't believe or share beliefs. That it allows them and emboldens them to make the workplace a place of bigotry. But I think that there is something to be said about, first off, all right, fine, we'll go elsewhere. And demonstrating to outside observers who the bigot really truly is. Because you're going to have people that that already have, based on their own beliefs and lifestyles, a built-in belief system. You're going to have bigots on the left that are like, yeah, and you're not really going to sway them with any sort of action or litigation or remark with this particular situation. Because bigotry runs much deeper than any one scenario. And, of course, you're going to have those that are of the belief system of this organization that is live and left live. We need to have diversity. Uh, and, and we need to, you know, just because somebody hates us and wants to be bigot, we, it's not really upending our life here. We have the right to associate with whom we choose, and so we're just going to go elsewhere, you know. All right, whatever, no big deal. But then there's the portion of America that doesn't necessarily have themselves anchored to one side or the other, and their opinions are formed based on the behavior of both sides. One of the... um, behaviors, if you will, that was instrumental in terms of helping move forward in the civil rights movement, the the equal treatment of people of color, were the images of peaceful marching, the the images of of, um, you know, the the man the you know be it law enforcement or whatever you know you had the bigots the screaming and the yelling and and you had the full display of these two sides one was peaceful uh you know linking arms not being violent while the other one was and i think that 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 shifted that was a huge emotional shift for a lot of people in this country when they saw the images because they saw one side that displayed hatred and bigotry and the other side that was just like, hey, we just want to get along. And that made a tr- it just it, it, it moved the needle, I believe, to a tremendous degree. And that, when you see a scenario like this with Metzger and the bigotry that they promote, and then the subjects of the bigotry peacefully saying, hey, we don't agree as a human being and as a Christian, we love you, uh, we'll go elsewhere. That is the sort of thing that does change people's minds. Now, unfortunately, of course, the media is generally on the side of the bigots, and so you don't get quite the coverage that benefited the forward momentum of the civil rights movement. Uh, But 
At the same time, in the end, what's right is right, I suppose. Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Tomorrow again, Friday, we've got the Friday Road Show, and barring any uh, pre-engagement, at least one of the characters will be there. They make a point to to come out as often as possible so they have the opportunity to not just come on and maybe go into some details, the latest things that are going on when it comes to mortgages and, you know, you hear interest rates going up again and does that affect loans? What, you know, what does that mean for me? Uh, what does that mean for the potential of, of purchasing a home, getting a home loan? Uh, they can answer all those questions. And, and that's why I encourage, of course, you could always go to IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com and, and uh, reach out that way. But uh, there's just something about face-to-face conversation. And I always encourage you to come by anyhow to our Friday road shows at Scramblers. But, um, you know, every one of those Friday road shows, one of our partners ha- is out there, rarely uh, do we have a Friday road show where there's not someone out there? And and uh, uh, tomorrow there's a real good chance that at least one of the characters, be it Don, Anthony, or Alex, character will be out there. So I encourage you to stop by, get to know them. I want a great homeloan.com because you do. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work. Mostly cloudy today, a high of 38. We got wind chill factors uh today through tomorrow wind chill can make it feel as if it's 19 today partly cloudy tonight 25 wind chill 17 tomorrow sunshine 35 wind chill 14 and then wind should die down still cold though 35 saturday sunny on sunday with a high of 43 the uh, there was a response to the public discussion if you will about the Metzger bar and butchery that refused service to Christians because of their beliefs. And I I read in the last segment the position of the organization and why it is that they are not going to file a lawsuit. If you missed any of it once it's up in the podcast, I recommend that you listen to it. Uh, I I think this was prior to that piece because I remember reading it um, a couple of days ago, the Metzger Bar and, and Butchery, they put out a statement because it was clear they were, they were getting coverage on this. And they had posted that, I, it's laughable as I read this to you, but you've got to understand, people on the left, they just, they're detached from the actual concept of treating people equally so much that, they they don't see the the hypocrisy they don't see the the irony at times in the things that they're saying and so here's what they posted in response to the fact that they refused service to a group because of their christian beliefs metzger bar and butchery has always prided itself on being an inclusive environment <laughs> i think somebody needs to give these folks a dictionary an inclusive environment for people to dine in In eight years of service, we have very rarely refused to serve anyone who wished to dine with us. I'd be interested to know what other people they refuse service. 
Recently, we refused service to a group that had booked an event with us after the owners of Metzger found out it was a group of donors to a political organization that seeks to deprive women and LGBTQ plus persons of their basic human rights in Virginia. Of course, they don't know what those so-called basic human rights are. We have always refused service to anyone for making our staff uncomfortable or unsafe, and this was the driving force behind our decision. Many of our staff are women and or members of the LGBTQ plus community. All of our staff are people with rights who deserve dignity and a safe work environment. We respect our staff's establishment rights as humans and strive to create a work environment where they do their jobs with dignity, comfort, and safety. Evidently, their definition of dignity is bigotry as well, refusing to serve Christians. Now, a couple of, of things about this that are either clearly obvious, and that is the hilarious nature of, of declaring they pride themselves on being an inclusive environment when, in fact, they are exclusive. In the sense, and by the you know, definition, their establishment is welcoming to those exclusively within their belief system. That is the opposite of inclusion. Inclusion means you bring everyone in, regardless of beliefs, regardless of backgrounds. It would also, if you're talking about a safe work environment, and this is where the left, they change language all over the place. They, they've changed the definition of dignity. They've changed the definition, or in their minds when they use these words, of inclusive and of the word safe. It would be one thing if this were a business that noted other restaurants that the organization went in and created havoc, attacked staff, vandalized vehicles. You could argue they have demonstrated that they create an unsafe environment. But if you notice, there are no such examples provided. And I would suggest it's probably because there are none. But of course, once again, and this is what bigots do, the word safe, the definition, they change to mean not having to be around somebody I don't like. That's what safety is. Excluding anyone that I disagree with. And that's that's what you've got here. Uh, I happen to, I've noted before the conflict and the contradiction in the left when it comes to dealing with these situations. Because on one hand, they will demand boycotts of certain people and they say because of their bigotry. But then on the other hand, they want, whenever those people are like, yeah, let's not do business together, then they say, oh, no, no, that's not what we're going to do. Instead of calling for a boycott, we're going to take you to court and force you to do business with us. Total contradiction. Now, what do you suppose we would say as a country and the coverage that this sort of thing would get? Because their, their entire basis of their argument is these people made our staff feel uncomfortable. And we want an environment where our staff feels comfortable. 
So that's why we did not have them here. What if there were a restaurant and there was a group of black people that came in and they were asked to leave? And the reason given was because, well, it just made our staff uncomfortable. Oh, sure, they didn't do anything wrong. But they have different beliefs than we do, we assume, because, you know, I mean, let's just say it's Black Lives Matter as a political organization. Or let's say that you have a transgender group that comes in looking to have dessert in the business, and this and they're politically active as well, and uh, they file lawsuits against businesses and so forth, and so you, they're banned, and then the reason given is, hey, we're just a very inclusive place, and those individuals, we learned, are politically active in ways that that uh, make our staff uncomfortable, and we strive to create a work environment where our staff is comfortable, and that's why we did not have them in. Do you think this would be treated the same way? Of course not. And that's because th- this is, has nothing to do with uncomfortable or the, the right for a business owner to create a comfortable environment. It's what they want. It's what they believe. And so you're only allowed to ban, to discriminate, to display prejudice and bigotry against the people that they declare appropriate. And it is a combination of they have the inability to recognize their hypocrisy with a healthy mix of they don't care they're they're totalitarian and they are the center of the universe and the rest of us will abide and obey which of course is the antithesis to equality that they claim they fly the flag of Springfield's Talk 1041 I'm Nick Reed you're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart. Talking about this, this story and the response is Metzger Bar and Butchery that kicked out essentially a group once they found out this was a, a Christian group. And did it claiming that it was because they wanted a an environment of inclusivity and that they did not want any of their staff to feel uncomfortable, noting that they have a lot of female and LGBTQ plus staff. And off air, you know, Sarah made a great observation. Do they not have any Christians that work there? Are there no people of faith? How do you think that would make somebody who might be a Christian feel that your employer, surrounded by employees, kicked Christians out because of their beliefs, calling them bigots? Or does Metzger Bar and Butchery refuse to hire Christians so they know that they don't have to worry about offending Christians? Is that what they're doing? Do they also ref- I think these are these are if I'm a journalist and I'm covering this, these are the questions that I would ask. Do you not have Christians working for you? I suspect that they would all of a sudden be like, well, I mean, that's a private matter. We don't ask that. So you're not concerned about creating an unsafe or hostile work environment for Christians? 
How do you think this would make them feel? And if you know that you don't have any, how do you know that? What about any Muslims or, or anyone? Even, you know, there are even, there are those even within the gay community that are opposed to much of this LGBTQ plus stuff, particularly when it comes, there are gay organizations. Gays, I think it's Gays Against Grooming is one of them. There's a number of organizations. I think there's a strong argument that there's bigotry in assuming that every single person who is a lesbian, every single person who is gay, everybody, every single person who's bisexual, they all believe exactly the same when it comes to the issue of uh, uh, drag queens dancing seductively in front of kindergartners. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. Let's go to Walter. Welcome to the show. Yes. Um, if I was a reporter, I would ask him, you know, you're wanting to protect your women and your LGBTQ employees, which is uh, good and, and noble. Um, so do you ban all Muslims? Because right. the Muslims, Muslims have been murdering homosexuals, have been murdering women that don't uh, bow down to their will. Of course, uh, my question is then, since uh, you're banning all these people, are you are you going to, uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to just ban everybody that disagrees with you and end up with five customers instead of 5,000? Well, and, but, and, you know, yeah, and, and what you're doing is what so many other thinking people do and applying consistency and logic. Um, that's... And and this is what we do. This is what thinking people do that take an intellectual approach. These are not people, though, who operate in that way because it has nothing to do with any of these things. They just use verbiage that is synonymous with virtue, and they use it to masquerade their bigotry. I mean, it's straight-up bigotry. It is everything that they accuse, everything that they are, is the reason that they claim they should have the right to ban the people that they're banning because that's who those people are. And, And they use words like equality. They use words like safe space. Even though it's a complete contradiction to what they're actually doing, but it allows them to portray themselves as being virtuous. And whenever people like you or so many others who are listening right now take the approach of actual equality, actual logic, intellectual thought, it's it's a different language. And it's one of the reasons that this this divide continues to get deeper and deeper. It isn't because all of a sudden we have different belief systems in this country. It is because one side in particular has the inability to recognize their own hypocrisy. They have the inability to even intellectualize these things. So they don't have to make sense. You know, this next story uh, is... It's a great story and um, a shining, bright, shining light in this sea of of insanity. But it also, at the same time, highlights what the problem that we're dealing with with this particular situation or others. It's a guy by the name of uh, Peter 
uh, Bogosian, Bogosian, and he teaches what is, are referred to as forbidden classes as truth-seeking University of Austin raises $100 million. Now, what's funny about this, we're going to take a, a, a traffic update here, and then just 60 seconds after that, I want to tell you some of the details of this. But what he's doing, to some, is going to seem appalling, but it's what our university systems were once upon a time, and that's a place where you actually have dialogue. You actually have quote, uncomfortable discussions, which, of course, hilariously, again, is something that the left claims that they love to do when, in fact, they do everything they can to stay away from those and to prevent uncomfortable discussions because they're triggering and they need safe spaces. And what they're embarking on at this this university is essentially to go back to the way that it was once upon a time when we were evolving intellectually, when we were becoming uh, a people that were uh, curious about one another and actually getting to a truth. And that exercise allowed people to coexist with one another, even if they had different beliefs. But sadly, what the universities have done is instead taken taken young people and twisted their brains up so that they are incapable of actually having intellectual thought and conversations. So they just become these, these one-dimensional creatures that regurgitate terms like safe space, like hate speech, like bigotry, not even understanding how the words actually apply to behavior. Here's that traffic. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Check this out. University of Austin has started hosting forbidden classes, even though Free Speech College hasn't even broken ground. The University of Austin, established last year as a free speech alternative to other colleges, has raised more than $100 million thanks to donors who are concerned about America's future and global standing. A founding faculty member told Fox News his name is Peter uh, B- uh, Bogosian or Bogosian. Bogosian seems like that sounds better. What's interesting about this is his approach and his, his reasoning for this is not simply because of the human right to have the free exchange of idea and freedom of thought, but, but the fact that not doing so puts us at a disadvantage against the rest of the world, that we are crippling ourselves. He said, for the donors, this is not just a matter of, oh, let's give people an alternative to a broken educational system and help them live better lives. There are larger economic issues at play as well. He noted, this is an issue of global competitiveness, warning that China's dedication to meritocracy will ultimately give the authoritarian nation an advantage over the U.S. The University of Austin was founded in November of 2021 on the principles of freedom of inquiry, freedom of conscience, and free and civil discourse. Its website states, the nascent institution doesn't yet offer degrees, but plans to hold its grand opening in 2024. Quote, the University of Austin came into being as a result of the ideological capture of American universities. And it was a particular ideology promulgated by people on the far left. Sometimes it's called woke ideology. The solution to left-wing ideology capture of, an, of our institutions is not a right-wing institution. It is a truth-seeking university. Now, of course, some would argue <clears throat> that those are synonymous, but that's a discussion for another day. 
The University of Austin has organized limited programs in Dallas, including one called Forbidden Classes, while it waits to break ground on newly acquired property in Austin. The Forbidden Class programs are held in person. It's a class where diverse views, actually people who hold different opinions, are presented about topics we would not or could not or should not even talk about. Again, this is what universities used to be. This was one of the 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 cultural experiences that young people had that for the very first time they were going to be around other individuals that had these diverse thoughts and it was a place you'd sit out on the quad and have these discussions about you know life and about philosophy and about religion it's sad that this is considered some sort of experiment and that these discussion matters are considered off limits when that one that once upon a time is exactly what the university system did he told fox news if you have a sincere question you're welcome to ask it even if some people may be offended by the question one recent forbidden class for example hosted a debate on gender ideology between trans economist deirdre mccloskey and kathleen stock who is fighting trans ideology not trans people The faculty fellow said he contributed to the June 2022 Forbidden Class programs and found himself engaged in extended discussions with students after class. He noted they wanted to have spirited conversations about, you know, I would say one thing, like, I personally believe that there are moral facts. And so we spent hours and hours on the bus in the classroom talking about whether or not there are moral facts and what that means. Again... That used to be the purpose, the driving force behind our university systems. And instead now, people go into debt tens of thousands of dollars instead to train young people how not to do that. And when some parts of the world are training people to do the opposite, it is putting us at a dangerous disadvantage in this country.